Discover new opportunities together in a new Chevy. Meet up in an Equinox, winner of the J.D. Power Award for initial quality among compact SUVs. Lend a hand in the strong and capable Silverado or mix it up in a high-tech Trax with an available 11-inch diagonal touchscreen. Find family, friends, and fun in the Chevy that's right for you. Click to learn more. Chevrolet, together let's drive. For J.D. Power 2023 U.S. Initial Quality Study Award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the award-winning Parareality Radio. I'm Sandman, and I'm going to be your host for the next two hours tonight. So good evening, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. Well, it's Friday, September the 4th, 2015, and that means it's time, of course, for another episode of Parareality Radio. Tonight is the third and final installment in my summer series on Southern Cryptids. The subject of tonight's episode is the Ozark Howler. Never heard of it? Well, that's not surprising. It's not one of the more popular cryptids out there. A little bit of background before we begin the show. The Ozark Howler, also known as the Ozark Black Howler, is a legendary creature that's purported to live in remote areas in Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. It's typically described as being about the size of a bear with a thick body, has stocky legs and black shaggy hair, and it also has pretty prominent horns sticking out of its head. Its cry is often described as being a combination between a wolf's howl and an elk's bugle, and that's what they call it when an elk bleats. It's a, well, not bleat, but when an elk makes a sound, it's called a bugle. <clears throat> Cryptozoologists have speculated that this creature might be a misidentified or unrecognized big cat of some sort. Anthropologists believe that the creature might be a branching off of the black dog phenomena found in British folklore, but a few evolutionists who believe in the Ozark Howler believe that it's a mountain lion breed that's either mutated into some sort of new subspecies or is maybe a hybrid of a mountain lion and some other unknown creature. Uh, in his book called Cryptozoology, author Chad Armit suggests that the Ozark Howler myth is nothing more than a mere hoax. According to Armit, he and many other cryptozoologists received email messages that made 
some pretty wild claims about the Ozark Howler evidence. And these messages were supposedly tracked down to a university student who had made a bet that he could fooled he could fool the uh, cryptozoological research community. However, none uh, the, the the stories of of the the Ozark Howler are supposedly said to to predate this hoax. So there's a little bit of a gray area as far as that's concerned. Myth, real or hoax? Well, that's what I'm going to be discussing here tonight on Parareality Radio. I'll present the evidence and let you decide. Excuse me. So, update from the last episode. As you recall, I have been off the air for a little bit up until my last episode and kind of informed you what was going on. I've had some problems with the uh, computer in the uh, in the studio, so I have been relegated to uh, setting up a makeshift studio in uh, in my home. So I'm still coming to you from my home, out of my dining room table here. <clears throat> so you may notice there's a little bit of an echo as I speak to you tonight. Um, that's because, obviously, my dining room is not set up like my studio, so I don't have a lot of the sound dampening uh, things that I've got in my studio, so there may be a little bit of an echo. I still don't have an ETA as to when I'm actually going to get the computer uh, fixed in the Parareality Radio studio, so... Uh, for the time being, anyway, I'm going to continue to broadcast from my home out of my dining room. So <clears throat> as uh, as things progress with getting the computer fixed in the Periality Radio Studios, I will, uh, I guess, let you guys know. And, you know, I suppose that I could take my old laptop here and take it to the pay reality radio studio and set up my laptop and everything and just do the show from there and you know i may here in the future do something like that but right now it just seems uh, more convenient to to do it from home and, and anyway the studio is a wreck because i've been trying to fix my computer and i got stuff scattered all over the studio there and and you know there comes a point when <clears throat> you just kind of have to throw your hands up and say just just screw it. I'll deal with it later, and that's kind of the point where I've I've been for a while now. I just don't really, I don't, I haven't been into the uh, the studio in a little while now, and uh, you know I just don't feel like going in there because it's it's a mess and got stuff scattered all over the place, and I just really don't feel like trying to to fix it. You know, you just got to take a break mentally, just uh, purge everything. So for now, and for the for the time being anyway, I'm going to just continue to broadcast the show from my uh, dining room. Seems to be working out okay. So, hey, why not keep the status quo, right? I miss all my cool equipment and everything, miss all my gadgets, but... Uh, 
it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do, right? So beggars can't be choosers, as they say. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, suck it up, deal with it, and go on. So still no progress in the quest to fix the computer in the in the studio. So hopefully you guys won't uh, notice too much of a difference in the sound quality here. I really hope not. I've, uh, I did manage to bring home one of my good microphones from the studio, so hopefully the sound quality is still going to be really good. Um, <clears throat> and I am still behind on on my shows because of all of this, but I'm slowly catching up. I'm actually going to do um, another uh, episode of Parareality Radio here um, this month, so that'll be two episodes this month of Parareality Radio, and then I should be all caught up. But I'll talk about that. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Later on at the at the end of the show, but uh, first before we continue with anything else, of course you know I always have to do this. I had to tell you how you can get in contact with me here because there are a few different ways that you can go about doing that. First of all, send me an email if you want to talk to me, have a comment or question about the show. My email is sandman at parareality dot com. That's sandman at parareality dot com, or you can just you know. Go to parareality.com and kind of check out the website there and click on the old contact page and you can find out how to contact me there. Um, I'm also available on Facebook. Just look for sandman.parareality on Facebook. You can find out all kinds of things about uh, Parareality Radio. You can, you know, friend me if you want. Uh, I've got, uh, you know, some... It's like more like behind the scenes and stuff. It has some maybe some some information about some guests every so often and uh, things of that nature. Just a fun little way for me to keep in contact with the fans of Parareality Radio. That's Sandman.Parareality on Facebook. And, of course, I am now on Twitter. I've been resisting the urge to do Twitter for a while, and this year I finally decided on F it. I'm just going to go do it. So you can follow me on Twitter and uh you can follow me by going by looking at how the hell you do it on Twitter. Jesus Christ, I don't even know yet. It's uh, follow me on Twitter at Radio. On Twitter at Radio. And finally, you can also call the studio line. I still got that thing up and running. The number is 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is area code 615 615- Six nine two eleven seventy. You can call me up and leave me a message. Uh, <clears throat> just be aware that if I don't answer the phone and you leave me a message, that I may play your comment back on Periality Radio. Simply by leaving me a message, you are giving me permission to play your comment back on the air. And if you don't want me to play it, you better let me know when you leave me the message. And you never know, um, you may catch me in the studio as well. It seems like I'm always there working on stuff, except for here lately. Uh, and when I say working on stuff, I mean working on the show. So, uh, now when I'm in there, it seems like I'm working on the computer. So you may, uh, you just may catch me there, and uh, you can talk to me a lot. Who knows? You know, you can call 24-7-365. I'm always there in some, you know, random time, it seems like. So... Call 615-692-1170. Maybe you will get a chance to uh, talk to me live. If not, just leave me a message. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back, and we are going to start talking about 
the Ozark Howler, and I'll give you all the information that I was able to find and let you make up your mind on whether the Ozark Howler is real or not. I'll be back in a minute.
Must be at least 18 years old. Promo code, location, and other restrictions apply. See terms of use for details. Please play responsibly. Call 800-426-2537 for help. Think you know sports? Then try to turn your sports knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app. The ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. With up to 100 times payouts and your first deposit matched up to $500. Just download the Sleeper app and pick your favorite sports and players, like Christian McCaffrey's rushing yards. With more stats than any sports app, just choose two or more of your favorite players from pregame, live, or even across different sports. Pick more or less from the predicted stats and ka-ching. You could win up to 100 times your money if your pick wins. With the Sleeper app, you can make picks anytime, even after the game starts, with up to 100 times payout. What are you waiting for? Download Sleeper today and unlock one of the fastest-growing fantasy sports apps in the world. Just go to the App Store, download the Sleeper app today, and use code SPORTS for up to $500 match on your first deposit. That's promo code SPORTS. There are numerous rugged areas of relative wilderness across the area composed of the southwest corner of Missouri, northwest corner of Arkansas, and northeast corner of Oklahoma. For generations, residents of this region have reported seeing, and far more often hearing, a strange creature that has come to be known by the name of the Ozark Howler gets his name from the Ozark Mountains in the area. <clears throat> the most common descriptions involve a black or at least a very dark colored animal resembling a rather short-legged, heavy-bodied cat with somewhat shaggy hair. There have been reports of it having horns on its head, but in my research, I've come across both descriptions of it having horns and it not having horns so I'm really not too sure if this thing actually does have horns or not because you get some stories with it sans horns and some stories with big old horns so I don't know could it be there's more than one that's a possibility could it be people are seeing two different things that is also a possibility so, as I just said, the Ozark Howler is the name residents and hunters have applied to this strange creature that some say roams the remote forest of the Ozark Mountains. The reports originate from a vast area that includes parts of Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma, right? Further clouding the issue of this Ozark Howler is the fact that it seems to be strictly nocturnal and is invariably reported to have been seen under less than ideal lighting conditions. As with most strange things of this nature, you never have the most ideal conditions to see it, do you? <clears throat> it's described as a being about the size of a bear with a thick body, stocky legs, black shaggy hair, and like I said earlier, sometimes having horns or looking like a very large cat. Its cry is often described as being a combination of a wolf's howl and an elk's bugle. There are those that say that it's uh, an eastern cougar and nothing cryptozoological about it at all. 
Some of those people attribute the sightings to the presence of an escaped big cat in the mountains, but others say something more is behind these things. Eyewitnesses have come forward claiming to have seen a mysterious cat-like monster in the Ozarks, a creature unlike anything they have ever seen before. The mysteries of the Ozarks are what's part of their charm. You got all kinds of stories, all kinds of folk tales coming out of there. There's ghosts and monsters and strange creatures in the region that take back hundreds of years on these stories. Unlike the well-known Arkansas wild man of the 19th century and the Boggy Creek and the White River monsters of the 20th century, the Ozark Howler mystery is complicated because eyewitnesses, well, they vary widely in their descriptions of what it is that they're seeing. Some who claim to have seen this thing describe it as being something like a gigantic cat, bigger even than a cougar. Other people describe it uh, as something far more monstrous, like a, a massive cat-like beast with glowing eyes and horns protruding from its head. One of the, probably I guess the most common thing that people can agree on though, is that it is black or at least very dark in its color. Now, the idea that the Ozark Howler is a cat originates from a sighting back in the early 1980s when a truck driver who uh, had, had pulled off on the side of the road for the night saw what he described as a black cat-like creature with a long tail, shaggy fur, a stocky build, a beard, and red eyes. Now, however, even further back in the 1950s, there was a sighting that reported, uh, it, it, it describes the Ozark Howler as a, a, a black goat-shaped creature. And adding further confusion to all this is the fact that some researchers believe the whole Ozark Howler legend is nothing more than a hoax created by a person intent on exposing what he considered to be the the outlandishness of, of the Chupacapa reports that had began making their rounds on the internet in the late 1990s. Give me a noise here as I adjust my dining room chair. Jesus. Okay. So anybody who knows anything about cryptozoology, if you're into to cryptozoology such as I am, or if you've studied any kind of mysterious animal like Chupacabra, like I said, or the Ozark Howler like we're talking about tonight, Sasquatch, anything like that, you'll be familiar with uh, Lauren Coleman, who runs the, uh, he's a famous cryptozoologist, and he runs the website Cryptomundo.com. Well, Lauren Coleman and several others they were able to conclusively point out that someone using multiple aliases had spread a variety of just outlandish stories about the Howler on websites and, and blogs there on the Internet. 
uh, a lot of this material remains online today. Um, like I said, Chad Arment, author of the book Cryptozoology, said that he actually traced down um, the the college student who supposedly was making all of these claims on the internet and uh, supposedly, you know, proved it was a hoax that way. Now, I will admit I haven't read his book, okay, number one. So I don't know if he actually names the student or not or names the college or university where this guy was going uh, I have I have no idea. Okay, I'm I'm gonna freely and fully admit that. Um, but as I just said, there are reports that go back all the way to the 1950s. Now I know good and damn well that the internet didn't exist back in the 1950s. So even if this was something that started back at the infancy of the internet. You're looking at the what the early to mid '90s, really at the at the earliest. So you can't you can't account for those that go back further than 1990. Um, you know, could, could the guy have have uh, I guess re- counted stories going back from the 50s or whatever yes it's possible um but you know the the jury is still out on whether this on where the chad armitt's claims are, are true or not as far as i'm concerned once again i haven't read the book i don't know but i'm just saying you know i, I just doing research on this i can't find what the guy's name is or what college he went to so you know maybe it's real maybe it's not as far as that guy's story is concerned Maybe Armin just made it up. You know, everyone's got to get their 15 minutes, right? Maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know. So, <clears throat> between 2005 and 2010, the Howler, and by the way, it's it's also called the Black Howler or the Devil Cat as well. Um, between tw- 2005 and 2010, the Ozark Howler was spotted several times. There was a family living north of uh, the Van Buren area in the Boston Mountains of Crawford County who had set out some trail cams after they saw what they thought was a cougar. So they were trying to catch definitive proof of this. And the images that they caught and supplied to a Fort Smith television station appeared to show a big cat similar to a mountain lion or a cougar. The problem is that wildlife officials maintain that there is not a breeding population of cougars left in Arkansas. They do concede that it's possible that there might be individual big cats living in the mountains. Um, There were people in the area who uh, once held these things as pets, but they were either uh, turned loose by their owners or escaped. Um, That's always a possibility, of course, when you're talking about creatures such as this. You always have the, oh, it's an escaped pet or a pet that was let loose after the owners figured out they couldn't take care of it or, you know. So 
you've always got that in these legends, right? If you'll notice when it comes to things like this, there's always a, a few certain rules that you have to follow when you're telling these things, and this is one of them. Now, at roughly the same time as the sightings in Crawford County, there were similar reports that came uh, from across the border in eastern Oklahoma. Those sightings revolved around a large dark cat or cats seen moving through the mountains. Other reports from near Dardendale in the Arkansas River Valley described strange sounds in the night similar to the laugh or bark of a hyena. From higher elevations, witnesses reported seeing what they described as a large, stocky cat. However, the most reliable accounts, like those of the sightings in, in Crawford County between 2005 and 2010, revolve more around cougars than they do monsters. The trail cam images taken of the creature in Crawford County definitely appear to show a cougar. Evidence from Newton County, Arkansas, where the howler was spotted in 2011, seems to verify the possibility of one or maybe two or up to four unidentified big cats roaming the Ozarks. Now, if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, actually it's been three years ago, uh, the Sci-Fi Channel had a show called Haunted Highway that was hosted by Jack Osborne, the son of Ozzy Osborne. Um, and one of the episodes focused on the Ozark Howler. As a matter of fact, I think that was the July 2012 episode. Um, Jack and his companion, I can't remember what her name was, Dina or Deanna or... Diana or whatever. Anyway, they investigated the location of the Newton County sightings. Uh, they took some thermal images of an animal they thought might be the Ozark Howler, and they made some plaster casts of paw prints they found where an animal had taken uh, some meat that the show producers had left out hoping to, to track this thing. The thermal imagery turned out to be... Um, it was either a raccoon or a possum or something like that, but uh, there was a, a wildlife biologist that was consulted by the show, and he identified the paw print as possibly being from a puma or, or a cougar. They were too big to have been left by bobcats, which are well-known residents of, uh, of the mountains. And I, I saw that episode. It was a very intriguing episode. Actually, I, I saw every episode of um, Haunted Highway. And I really liked... The, I'm just going to get off track here for a second. I really liked the uh, the way that they, they did that show. That was actually... Uh, I'm not going to say they stole my idea, because they certainly didn't. But that was actually an idea that I'd had several years back for doing uh, a reality um, TV show, which was basically you take a couple of people and they each have a couple of cameras and they go out and investigate, you know, cryptozoological type um, type creatures. And, and uh, I actually 
pitched this idea to a uh, uh, television studio, and of course uh, they uh, they passed on it, and um, it just never went anywhere. Now, like I say, I'm, I'm, it was not the Sci-Fi Channel, and I don't think anyone had anything to do with the Sci-Fi Channel. Um, and I'm not saying that uh, Jack Osborne stole the idea from me. Certainly, he didn't. Uh, he just was able to get it to. Uh, he was able to pitch it and get it get it sold, whereas I wasn't. Um, <clears throat> the concept behind that sh- that type of a show is, is very intriguing. It's certainly much better than the bullshit shows that you have on Discovery America channel like Alaska Monsters and Mountain Monsters and uh, they even had some short-lived one that had had something to do with cave monsters I can't remember what the hell the name of that thing was but they're all the same you know they're all highly scripted they're all fake as hell and the evidence quote-unquote as I make my air quotes with my fingers the evidence really is it's shit. You don't really, they, you know, they have nothing. And everyone they talk to has a picture of this thing that they're looking for miraculously. And you can look at it and tell that it's, I mean, all the pictures look the same. It's like, oh, I caught it on my cell phone or I caught it on my trail cam. But they're all, you know, look like they were done by the same, generated by the same computer program, probably because they were. Um, the entertainment value for these kind of shows way up there i admit i watch them because it's entertainment i i like the i like the characters on the show um but certainly i don't watch these shows to try to you know glean any type of evidence or anything like that or try to find out anything for real because you're you're really not they're all fake and scripted however the Haunted Highway stuff, that, I really, I mean, I know they had some sort of loose script that they followed, because you got to have some sort of something laid out, you know, um, but it was more raw and real, and you have a tendency to believe that whatever it was that they were experiencing was legit, whether these scripted shows on Discovery America are just, there's not, they're just bullshit so anyway i'm sorry i had to get off topic there and get on my soapboxes a little bit of course you know if you're if you're a fan of the show you know that i am prone to do that from time to time all right so i've wasted enough time on that all right so getting back to the ozark howler let me get a drink here so one witness reported that he and his wife both within hours of each other uh, on May 28th and 29th of 2011, they both, uh, and this was near Jasper, Arkansas, in Newton County, um, they um, supposedly encountered this thing, and they promptly reported it to, uh, there's, a, there's a guy that runs a website about cryptozoology, his name's Lon Strickler, they reported it to him on uh, May the 30th, of 2011 and he posted it on his website it's called uh phantoms and monsters and if if you've if you've never checked it out you, n- you need to do so it's pretty informative um it's not you know not a lot of bells and whistles and everything on the website but uh, it's a pretty informative website and he posted it up on his uh on his website and there's a whole big long story there um 
I'll just kind of read. I'm I'm just going to read you some excerpts from it. Now, the the couple, they were camping at a local RV park, and they decided to take a short hike through a nearby valley. Now, this was in broad daylight. And on their way back, the guy noticed something that seemed to be pacing them from a short distance away in, in, in the brush bordering the trail. And over the course of the next 10 minutes, he managed to catch several brief glimpses of it, but could only describe it as a dark, four-legged creature moving back and forth slowly through the brush. And that was his, that was an exact quote from him. Now, it never got close, so that kind of tells me that maybe it was a little more curious than anything else. Now, I've spent some time out in the woods back in my youth camping and hunting and fishing and stuff like that. After all, I was born and raised in the South, right? So that's what you do in the South as a kid. And usually when something is kind of um, hanging around and and not really making itself known, it doesn't necessarily mean that the thing is stalking you and it's going to jump out and eat you for its next meal, but it could be just more of a curiosity type thing. Uh, trust me, when you're in the woods, most things in the woods are more afraid of you than you are of them. That's why they run away from you, right? So continuing on with this guy's story, um, this is this is what this is what he said. That, and this is not the whole story once again this is just a little excerpt this is this is part of what this guy said the rest of the evening was very quiet and peaceful until around 2:15 a.m. we heard what sounded like a high-pitched howl coming from a distance it was loud enough to wake both of us and i noticed several campers were looking outside, milling around, and talking as well. Someone said it was just a coyote, but that was not a coyote or anything else I had ever heard before. Once again, the cross from the uh, wolf's howl and the the bleat, you know, um, could it have been the Ozark Howler? Well, yeah, that is... Very, very possible. Um, I wish that I had been there. Now, I'm not a uh, expert on, on noises that creatures make. I've heard wolf howls and I've heard coyote howls, and uh, to me, they sound kind of similar. But I don't have a lot of experience with wolf howls and coyote howls and distinguishing the between the two of them because we, we just don't, where I come from, uh, we don't have a lot of that, you know. I mean, I've heard them, but uh, not frequently. Never, ever have I heard an elk's bleat, um, except for like on TV or whatever. But I wish I would have been there so I could have experienced this for myself. Um, there was a, a ranger that was on duty at a remote Arkansas station. And he told a reporter recently, um, and this was a female ranger, and she said that she believed the Ozark Howlers were real. In fact, 
she said that she'd recently seen one. And this is what she said, quote, It was late at night and something big and black darted out in front of my vehicle. I stopped to get a closer look and I couldn't believe what I saw. A huge black panther. It snarled at me before it disappeared into the woods. Now, this ranger reported this incident to her superiors, and she said that the Arkansas Fishing Game Department refused, absolutely refused, to acknowledge the existence of the creatures because no one had ever caught one or recovered a body. Now, despite reportedly hundreds of sightings, the Arkansas Fishing Game Department uh, state that the legendary Ozark Howlers were pet panthers that had escaped captivity. Before I go any further, I just want to say that I tried and tried, I mean, really hard. I searched the interwebs to try to find some audio of the Ozark Howler. And uh, there's none out there. Not that I could find anyway. I really wanted to play back a, 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 I don't know, howl, a yell, a scream, whatever you want to call this thing. Um, I really wanted to play back something for you, but I was unable to find anything. The closest that I came was, um, uh, apparently there was some show on the travel channel. I don't even know when this was. I'm not even aware of it. Um, they had, uh, some family who was, uh, hunting guides or something like that. They were called the Sifford family and they had some sort of show where they went out and hunted cryptozoological animals or something like that. I don't know, but, uh, they were hunting for the Ozark Howler and there was, uh, there was a little clip from that on, uh, YouTube and it had um, audio in it that was you know some creature howling um, that it wasn't something where they said oh this is the Ozark Howler it was just like you know they were talking about the Ozark Howler and the Sifford families going out to look for it and they had you know howls in the background I don't think that was supposedly uh, an Ozark Howler they didn't claim it was and it did not sound like it was a cross between a wolf howl and an elk bleat either so um, I was unable to find any audio out there. If if you're listening to this show and you happen to have some audio of an Ozark Howler or know where I can get some, uh, send it to me or tell me where I can get it. I would, I would really love to hear it. Uh, my email address is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. So, uh, tried but was unsuccessful sorry now speaking of television shows like these things with the Sifford family and I, I never like I said never don't even know what this show is and I've never seen it all I know is it was supposedly it was, well, it was on the, the travel channel uh, anyway I, I mentioned earlier uh, um, a show on the Destination America channel called uh, Mountain Monsters, and there's one also called, I call it their sister show, it's Alaska Monsters. Um, they did an episode, jeez, uh, I think it might have been in season two, um, uh, where they were looking for 
the bloodless howler. And they look, you know, they, they uh, investigate uh, cryptozoological creatures in the Appalachian Mountains. Um, and, of course, I, I, I guess you can say the, the Ozark Mountains are part of this, right? So they were investigating the bloodless howler. And I thought maybe um, that it was going to be the same thing as the Ozark Howler. And I uh, pulled up the episode because I had seen it before, but to be honest with you, I don't remember that much about it because, you know, they're all basically the same. Um, So I pulled up the episode online and I watched it. And I don't think that they're saying that the, the Bloodless Howler and the Ozark Howler are the same thing. The bloodless howler was uh, some big white-looking creature, uh, house cat-looking thing, uh, and the, of course, the the Ozark howler or the black howler is just that it's black, right? So don't think you're going to go on to uh, I don't know Destination America's website or look something up on YouTube uh, and see. Um, what, what is it they call themselves? Ames Appalachian Investigators of Mysterious Sightings. Uh, don't think you're going to see the Ames crew with the the Ozark Howler, or at least not that I could find. And like I said, I, I don't remember all the episodes. So they're mostly the, the same. It's just kind of sad and pathetic with those guys. I, I mean. As I said, good entertainment value, uh, but you're not going to get a lot of information out of shows like that. Not if not if you're a true uh, enthusiast or researcher, you're not going to glean any type of information from those shows. But they, man, they have great entertainment value. They're very, very popular. Unfortunately, it also adds to the. Um, I guess you could say the the it just doesn't make us those of us who believe in this stuff and who actually do investigate it it just doesn't make us seem like we are very legitimate or even know remotely what the hell we're doing but enough of that now getting back to the sound of the Ozark howler so even though I wasn't able to um download an audio clip of the howler actually um, howling I was able to get some audio of the elk bleat and the the wolf howl so I'm going to play those separately for you and I'm not even going to try to do any fancy combining of the audio to try to make it sound like an Ozark howler because I don't even want to to go there because I'm too scared that it might not be exactly what the Ozark Howler sounds like. And I don't want to, don't want to certainly say that, that, you know, this is it or anything like that, but I am going to play these recordings for you individually so you can kind of hear it. And one of the things that I, that I want to, uh, you know, about a wolf howl is that a wolf, you're not just really going to get one lone wolf to howl because usually wolves are in packs, right? So when one wolf howls, you're going to get a bunch of howls. So, you know, uh, it's you're not going to have a um, 
just a, a really good audio of just a single wolf howl. I mean, they're out there and everything, but to be more realistic, you need to play what you would hear in the the wilderness if you were out with a wolf howl. So right here, uh, I'm going to play you what that would sound like if you were out in the wild and came across some, some wolves howling. So I kind of see how this is going to work here. Here we go. Now, this is this is rather long. I'm not going to play the whole clip, but I'm going to play a good portion of it so you can hear it. So this is obviously what it would sound like for, to, for a wolf to howl. So I'm not going to play the whole clip, but that was a pack of wolves howling. And like I said, if you're out and you're going to hear a wolf howl, that's what you're going to hear. You're not going to hear just one wolf. You're going to hear a ton of wolves. So um, that's a wolf howl, right? So here is the sound of uh, an elk bugle. And you can imagine the two of those kind of combined together as to what this thing really would sound like. So here's an elk bugle. I just went ahead and played it twice for you. So you can imagine, you know, an, an elk bugle sounds really, really weird. And then you can kind of combine that with a... A wolf howling and that's kind of some strange things that's going on there what the hell is that you know I can understand where people would be freaked out and not know what the hell is going on when you hear something like that uh, another thing that um, could be um, mistaken for the Ozark howler is uh, the sound of something called a fisher cat now a fisher cat is basically a weasel it's a member of the weasel family. It's this big old looking thing, and it has just a nasty, nasty sound. And I'm going to play this for you a couple of times. And if you've never heard a fisher cat, imagine being out by yourself somewhere in the woods and hearing this thing, and you go, "What the hell is that? That there's no way that that is a, a you know a normal everyday run of the mill creature." So it would really freak you out. So here is the sound of a fisher cat. Once again, I'm going to play it for you a couple of times. Here we go. Can you imagine being out camping in the woods by yourself and hearing that shit? Man, that would 
freak me out, dude. I would not know. I, I would probably uh, um, get a little scared, you know. Um, so you can imagine what it, what's something. I mean, if you don't know, I mean, we don't have fisher cats where I come from, admittedly, and I've never heard one. Um, how do I know about fisher cats? Because as I was trying to find the audio for this show to, of of a of a Ozark Howler, I ran across that. That's one of the things that uh, people say could be mistaken for what the Ozark Howler is when they hear it is the the sound of a fisher cat. So mm, I don't know, but it's, it sounds really freaky. It, that doesn't sound uh, remotely like what you would think a weasel would sound like, you know, certainly not something over the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. That's for sure. So once again, just a, just a few little audio clips of things that could be mistaken for the Ozark Howler, as well as, you know, the, the wolf and the, the, the elk bugle. For those of you who maybe never heard an elk bugle before, very interesting stuff. Um, I wish I could have found, once again, an audio clip. So if, if you have got an audio clip, a genuine Ozark Howler audio clip, or what you believe is a genuine Ozark Howler audio clip, please send it to me. Get in touch with me, sandman at parareality.com. Or if you know where I can get hold of one, uh, maybe you know someone that's got one, or maybe you know there's a website or something where I can you know, listen to it or download it or something like that, I would love to be able to to hear what this thing really sounds like. So get in touch with me, Sandman at parareality.com. So, is the Ozark Howler a hoax? Well, the answer to that question is a definite combination of yes and no. Some people have undoubtedly been involved in spreading false stories on a large scale. On the other hand, stories of big cats loose in the Ozarks have been part of Arkansas uh, Woods lore for for many years, not just Arkansas, but uh, the Appalachian and the Ozark Mountains themselves. You know, it's part of that history of that area. Reports from witnesses who believe they have heard this beast far outnumber those who actually claim to have seen it. In fact, this factor has led some investigators to have a unique thought concerning the creature's true identity and I've not seen the only pictures that I've seen of the Ozark Howler you can't even tell what the hell it is there's absolutely no way you can look at it and say oh this is the Ozark Howler you look at it and you go it's so blurry and and effed up looking in the picture you don't even know what the heck it is so it could be a house cat for all I know so I have to ask again is the Ozark Howler a real monster a hoax or a real animal, like a cougar? Well, the evidence seems to point to the latter. While big cats living in the Ozarks may not be as, you know, I don't know, flashy or, or as, as intriguing as a monster with glowing eyes and horns growing out of his head, you know, the, the possible presence of such animals in the mountains is equally intriguing. So now we come to the part of a new hypothesis that several people investigating the Howler have come up with. They say that the Howler could possibly 
be a Bigfoot. Think about it. Now, before you go off on this, Bigfoot does not look like a cat, especially not if that's something with horns growing out of his head. Okay, I I get it. I understand it. This is not my theory. This is just some theory that some other cryptozoologists have who have investigated both those are Howler and Bigfoot. Okay, so here, hear me out here. Once again, not my theory. This is just one that I'm telling you about. The description that I've told you all throughout this show of a dark four-legged creature moving back and forth slowly through the brush is easy to dismiss as simply a curious uh, black bear, say, especially since they're definitely present in the area where the incident took place. But the Ozarks, including northwest Arkansas, is also Bigfoot territory. When most people think of Bigfoot, they picture this bipedal, tall creature, shaggy fur, looking like Chewbacca off Star Wars, you know, strides with a very human-like movement, right? However, there have been not one not just a few, but numerous accounts of these Sasquatch, these Bigfoot creatures moving quite adeptly on all fours. In this case, yet another aspect of Bigfoot here comes into play. Their human intelligence. The case of the outdoors savvy, uh, they, they, man, they may even be smarter than some of us. <laughs> I started to say most of us. You know, so to me, it seems rather likely that a Bigfoot would take advantage of the lowered visibility offered by this low cover here, while a, a, a bear, say a, a curious bear, would be more likely to stand upright, you know, rear up on its hind legs in order to get a better look. The other element that seems logical to me uh, would be the vocalizations that are heard in the wee hours of the morning and you know, late at night type deal. The way they were described, if it wasn't for the fact that they occurred in an area with, you know, the local legend of the Ozark Howler, the way they were described would have probably appeared on a, you know, a, a, a Bigfoot website or, or something like that. Since a significant percentage of the Howler reports involve only vocalizations with no actual visual sighting, it really seems possible to me, anyway, that this scenario would explain the majority of these things. The legend of the Ozark Howler, though, may be just that, a legend. It's interesting to see how um, these Bigfoot enthusiasts can put their, you know, Bigfoot spin on this and say, well, the Ozark Howler is not just a, a big cat. It's, it's, it's Sasquatch. Excuse me, it's Sasquatch. It's a Bigfoot. Now, Bigfooters are very passionate people, or maybe the more correct term these days are squatchers. Squatchers are very passionate people. They really, you know, believe in 
Bigfoot, and they have a tendency, unfortunately, to, you know, see things that aren't there. Sometimes they're a little bit too zealous or maybe even, um, you know, say it's a Sasquatch when it's not, when it's something totally and completely different. However, I got to admit that there, that those are some pretty compelling, you know, um, arguments that they have there. So real legend, Sasquatch or something else. Like I said, the legend of the Ozark Howler, Ozark Howler may be just that nothing more than a legend. Now, the howler was said to be a hoax that was started on the internet by you know some college student, but that doesn't explain the 1950s sighting when this guy, you know, possibly depending on how old he was, wasn't even born yet. So, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Even if it is a black panther or some other out of place animal, there's definitely something out there. Now, I will have to say that. The original sightings didn't say that the Ozark Howler was more cat-like than goat-like. So, did it? Is this something that has evolved over the years, or is it just a legend that you know has gotten changed as, you know, as legends do? As take my prior show on the Pope Lick Monster, you know, um, it's definite possibility. So, could an unknown animal be wandering in the remote areas in the Ozark Mountains and the Appalachian Mountains? It's always a definite possibility. And uh, you need to make up your own mind. I presented what little evidence that I could present that I could find out about this Ozark Howler. You now need to make up your own mind. If you have seen the Ozark Howler, if you've heard the Ozark Howler, or if you know some more facts, some interesting things that I wasn't able to find out, if you have any type of information about the Ozark Howler, maybe I've made some incorrect assumptions or, or you know, uh, had some inaccuracies in my, my show here, hey, feel free to get in touch with me. Please let me know what your evidence is, what your experiences are. Uh, or, you know, tell me if I was wrong about something. You can always get in touch with me anytime. Email me, sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. <clears throat> if you've listened to the show at all this year, you know that I've been fighting, all summer long I've been fighting laryngitis, and uh, I need to give my voice a little break here. So I'm going to uh, play a little music. It's at the top of the hour. I'm going to play a little music and uh, get something to drink, give my voice a break here for just a minute, and I'll be back with Sandman Speaks.
listening to Parareality Radio, your home for all things paranormal, strange, and unexplained. New episodes broadcast the first Friday of every month. Turn on, tune in, and find out. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Welcome back. Well, I've presented what little information that I could find on the Ozark Howler to you. It's kind of hard to get information on these little-known cryptids. Now, just because I'm from the South and I'm doing a special series here on Southern cryptids doesn't make it any easier for me to find out information. But that's partly why I wanted to do this series in the first place, to get the word out about these creatures and hopefully pique your interest in one or all of them so that you can maybe study them a little bit more, research them on your own, or hell, maybe, you know, maybe go out on an expedition to try to find one. I don't know. Plus, I wanted to know more about these things myself. You know, I suppose hindsight's twenty twenty, and and I suppose that I probably could have picked uh, some cryptids that were. I know the information might have might have been a little bit easier to find, um, but that's not what I did. I wanted to pick some of these lesser known cryptids and present those to you guys. I guess maybe probably if I had to say there's one that's more famous than the three that I've talked about in my summer series it would probably have to be the uh, the first one, which was the Lizard Man of Skapor Swamp. Uh, there's been recently in the past couple of years, there's been more than one uh, television show that's, that's done an episode about that. Um, but still, it's not as widely known. And there's... Um, little information out there about it <clears throat> so I once again I, I wanted to pick some of these lesser known cryptids and get what information that I could about them and present it to you guys and, and let you make up your own minds now admittedly it's hard to get a two-hour-long show on these things when there's not that much information out there. Um, there's all kinds of websites about them, but let's just take the Ozark Howler, for instance, because that was tonight's episode. There's several 
more than several websites out there that are dedicated to the Ozark Howler. The problem with these websites is that they mostly rehash the same information over and over and over again. And one website steals something from another one and puts it on theirs. And so you've got this going on with several websites. So you have, you know, a dozen websites out there that all have the exact same story, the exact same written in the exact same way, the exact same information. So it's really hard to get, you know, really good info or intel unless you have a guest on your show that just so happens to have had an encounter with one of these creatures, which obviously I do not. I know that there are people out there, but I can't get in touch with these people. I can't find anyone that's had an encounter with the Pope Lick Monster, the Ozark Howler, or the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. So it's really hard to do a two-hour-long show on these lesser-known cryptids. And if you'll notice, the actual information that I put forth to you on these episodes really has only been about an hour's worth of information. Maybe a little bit less, maybe a little bit more, but somewhere around about an hour. And then I have to have filler stuff for the remainder of the show. So very hard, very difficult to get stuff on these lesser-known cryptids. So... Is the Ozark Howler real? What's my opinion on it? That's what this part of the show is all about, right? If you'll remember from the last episode, my opinion on the Pope Lick Monster really wasn't all that favorable. In fact, I may have surprised some of you by saying that I didn't actually believe in it. So just based on that, would it also surprise you to learn that I actually do believe in the Ozark Howler? Well, I do. And the reason why is simple. There are just way too many witnesses who either saw something or more than that, who heard something for there not to be something to it. Um, unlike the Pope Lick monster, which is basically just based on stories alone without there being any real actual witnesses the Ozark Howler really does have witnesses who've either seen it with their own eyes or heard something that they couldn't explain and just based on that alone I believe that it is possible that there is something unexplained lurking around out there in the mountains. It's kind of like Bigfoot in the fact that there, there are just way too many sightings and audio evidence to simply toss aside and ignore. Now, whether these things are actually the Ozark Howler or not, you've got to admit that there's, there is something that's unexplained out there. The Ozark Mountain area is a huge area, and there certainly are plenty of parts of it that have yet to be touched by us humans. So that leaves a large area where all kinds of creatures and other things can hide, make their homes, and generally just live their lives like they want to. Um, the, the Ozark Howler 
legend, myth, however you want to put it, whatever term you want to throw in there, um, there definitely, definitely is something to it. I kind of liken it to um, the Sasquatch or Bigfoot phenomenon. Now, you can't put them in the same category, obviously, and really mainly the reason that I'm making this comparison is um, because, well, there's some, you know, as in my show, as I said, there there's some people who are claiming that this Ozark Howler is actually Sasquatch. So with that being said, you kind of have to make um, a comparison to it, right? So here's how I justify making a comparison to it. There's been so many people over the years who have heard Sasquatch or something that they couldn't explain. Um, And you couple that with the people who've actually seen something that they couldn't explain. And you've got the same thing as you have with the Ozark Howler. You've got people who have seen something and they don't know what it is. More than that, you've got people who have heard something and they have no idea what it is. Now, admittedly, the the people who've heard something versus the people who have seen something, it's, it's no comparison. There's been way more people who've heard something than have seen something. However, just because you don't see something doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't exist, right? So... There are too many people who have heard this thing for there not to be something to it. Now, I'm not saying that it's some mysterious black furry creature with horns sticking out of its head or anything. But there's something out there that's making that noise. And there's something out there that these people are seeing. So if you add up all of those things, that means that there's something out there, right? I mean, it just stands to reason. What it is, exactly, I don't know. And it's like anything else until you get a body, whether it's a live body or a carcass, we're not ever going to know. So, you know, I do believe that because of of all of the people that have have heard and, and seen this thing, that there is actually something to it, and it does exist. Now, the pictures that I have seen, I think I said this earlier, the pictures that I have seen of this thing, um, you can't tell what the hell it is. It could be a freaking house cat or a squirrel or something. You know, you just you just don't. You just don't know. But the descriptions of it are pretty much consistent from witness to witness. Of course, with the exception of you have some of those people who 
say that it had uh, horns, and you have others who say that it didn't. Um, as I said at the top of the show, I can't find any like real concrete proof of whether it has horns or has not. So you know, I've never heard of a cat with horns. So I, I don't know where the the horns um, bit, where the horns part of it comes in at, uh, but nevertheless it's there, right? So we have horns versus no horns. If I had to take a stab and say, you know, give my, well, this is the part of the show where I give my opinion. So you know, I'm giving my opinion on it. I don't think it has horns. It's it's got to be some sort of out of place feline. Now, if it really is making these sounds that are a cross between a wolf's howl and, a, and an elk's bleat, then it's not your normal everyday out of the mill or uh, run of the mill out of place feline. It's got to be a I don't know, hybrid, uh, as yet undiscovered species, but there's definitely, you know, something cat-like about it, just from all of the descriptions that have, that I have read and, and, and what people say. I mean, you just, you have to go by what people say. Now, you know, are they looking to get, you know, their 15 minutes worth of fame? Or they want to get a book deal? Do they just want to get on the news? Um, are they simply just hoaxers just for the sake of hoaxing? Well, certainly you have to look at all of that. That has to play a part of everything. But most of the time, most of the witnesses in situations like this really don't have anything to gain, such as people who say that they have seen Bigfoot. Most of those people don't have anything to gain whatsoever. So what would be the useful purpose of coming forward and saying, I saw this creature or I heard this unexplainable thing while I was out in the woods? Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. So if there's no no gain behind it, then why do it, right? So that's another in my opinion, anyway, it's another good uh, argument for the case that the Ozark Howler is actually something that's real and something that you can lay your hands on. Now, how would you go about uh, capturing or finding this thing? Certainly, you're not going to do what they do on mountain monsters my god please please don't anyone and i know they put a disclaimer up on this but please don't anyone think that you're gonna get a team together and go dig a freaking hole and make a trap and catch something it's just it's not only is it not that easy but it's not that safe oh it's so dangerous to do some stupid something stupid like that almost said a bad word i've been saying them all right so why not right well ozark howler Myth or real? Like I said, my money is that it's it's the it's it's real. Like I said, whether these things that we have been talking about are actually the Ozark Howler or not, no doubt that there is something that's unexplainable 
that's out there. My opinion, I really think that it's some sort of as yet undiscovered species of feline something or other. Like I said, the the, the the Appalachian Mountain and the Ozark Mountain areas, they're huge, and there's lots of places where no one has ever been, and that leaves a really huge area where there's all kinds of things that we don't know about can hide and you know live their lives out. Does these things generally avoid humans as well they should because we have a tendency to kill and maim things? So, you know, they, they're they going to live somewhere where they don't have to worry about being discovered. Now, as I've said, I'll admit that there's no photographic evidence of the Ozark Howler, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't exist. It very well could could be just as real as it could not be real. We all know that there are so many things in this universe that we don't know about. Things on other worlds that don't even remotely resemble animate life as we know it on this little green planet of ours. The universe is too big for things like that not to exist. So with that line of thinking, if they exist on other planets, then is it so much of a stretch of our imaginations to think that there are unknown and undiscovered things that are living on this planet? Well, I think so. What about you? What do you think? As I said earlier, if you have had an encounter with the Ozark Howler, or think you've had an encounter with the Ozark Howler, <clears throat> or you know someone who has, or maybe you've got some audio, or hell, if you've got a picture, oh, that would be great if you've got a picture maybe that no one has seen. I would love, love, love to talk to you about it. Send me an email, sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Call the studio line, 615-692-1170. That number again is 615-692-1170. Get in touch with me on Facebook, sandman.parareality on Facebook. If you've got any evidence that you'd like to present on the Ozark Howler. Maybe you, uh, like I said, have encountered it and like to be a guest on the show. God, I'd love to inter- interview you on the show. Uh, maybe I've presented some stuff to you that you know is completely wrong and you would like to correct me on that wrongness. I'm Hey, I no one likes being wrong, first of all. Uh, but if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, I, I don't like to present wrong information on this show. Um, I do like to present good information, correct information. And I like for people to be able to take that information and process it and then make up their own minds as to what they think is the truth or not. And just because I believe in something one way or the other does not mean that you have to believe it in one, one way or the other. Uh, I encourage everyone that listens to this show to have open minds and be like I am, an open-minded skeptic. I encourage you to take the evidence that I present to you and process it yourself. Do your own research. Make up your own minds as to what you think is actually going on. 
is it real or is it not? And I'm always open for debate. Hell, if you are a skeptic, you know I'm I'm not uh I'm not opposed to having skeptics on the show. I've had them on the show before and I'm going to have them on there again. If you're a skeptic and would like to come on and debate me about it, whatever particular topic, in this case the Ozark Howler, hell, I'd love to have you on to debate the Ozark Howler. Um as I said just a second ago, I am what I call an open-minded skeptic. I think a good investigator should always be skeptical, but yet at the same time keep an open mind. Um, you should not believe in something just because someone tells you it's so. Someone tells you the sky is blue, and they really believe that the sky is blue. You should take them for their word and say, okay, Joe Blow has told me that the sky is blue, and he really does believe it, but you need to investigate it for yourself. So you need to go outside, and you need to look up and see if the sky is blue or not. And if it's blue, there you go. If it's not, then, hey, maybe Joe Blow, maybe there's another explanation for what he saw. Maybe what he saw was actually a blue sky for that particular moment in time. I don't know. But you need to be an open-minded skeptic whenever you're investigating things of this nature. So, you know, and I also, before I take another little break here in the next couple of minutes, I also want to say this. Now, I have investigated many unexplained things, okay? Uh, One thing that I haven't actually had a lot of experience at, though, is investigating cryptos cryptids the only cryptid that i have actually had an opportunity to go out and hunt for was la chupacabra uh a few years ago i had the opportunity to go to puerto rico in the el yunque rainforest and while i was there i chose to take a day and hunt for La Chupacabra. Now, going out someplace one time for a day to do one investigation does not an expert make, okay? So, I am not an expert cryptid hunter, nor do I think I ever will be, but I can say that I have been to Puerto Rico and I have actually gone out to try to find the Chupacabra. I can mark that off the old bucket list, right? And I don't think there's a lot of you who are listening to this that can say the same thing. But I am not an expert at investigating cryptids out in the field. I want to make that perfectly clear. Now, I do have some friends who have investigated cryptids. Um, Friend of the show, Tony Pratt, if you've listened to the show in the past, uh, you know, he's a, a... not only is he a UFO investigator, but he also is a uh, a squatcher. He has uh, been on many Bigfoot investigations and invited me to go with him a few times. I've just been able to work it out to go. Uh, hopefully one day I can go. Tony, if you happen to be listening to this, please, I want to go with you to investigate Sasquatch. But um, like I said, I, I, I have investigated the, the Chupacabra but I do not feel like I'm an expert in investigating cryptids. So, you know, don't think that because I'm doing a show about the Ozark Howler, don't think that I 
am one of those people who have devoted my existence to going out there looking for this thing because certainly I have not and the chances that I will are probably pretty darn slim so I probably will not ever be going out to investigate the Ozark Howler. Never mark it off the books though you know there's always a possibility for anything and everything um, but I just wanted to make that perfectly clear that I do not consider myself to be an expert field investigator when it comes to um, cryptids. So once again, if you have had an encounter with the Ozark Howler or think you've had an encounter with the Ozark Howler, something in the Ozarks or Appalachian Mountains that you don't even know what it was and you want to tell me about it, maybe you even want to be a guest on the show, email me. Sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Call me, 615-692-1170. That number to call once again is 615-692-1170. Or you can just simply look me up on Facebook. That's sandman.parareality on Facebook. All right, I got half an hour left in the show. I'm going to take another quick break because, as you can probably tell, my voice is starting to give out on me again. I'm going to come back, and we're going to wind down the show here in just a few minutes.
Hello, everybody. This is Sandman. I want to thank you for listening to Parareality Radio, and I'd like to invite you to check out my side project. It's called Set It Off. It's a half-hour-long show where I vent my frustrations about anything from politics, religion, pop culture, and celebrities, to rude people, stupid people, or that guy who drives too slow in the fast lane. It can be just about anything that, well, sets me off. It can only be heard on Spreaker and on Facebook. Just go to Spreaker.com and search for Set It Off. Or listen to it on my Facebook page, which is Sandman.Parareality. There's no set schedule for the show because it's completely random. So check for new episodes often. Remember, it's called Set It Off, and you never know what I'm going to say next. You know, speaking of my side project, Set It Off, I've had some people who've asked me, you know, when are you going to do another episode? How come you don't have a set schedule for the show? Have you just abandoned this project? What's going on? Because I really like the show. Well, let me, um, since I have some time to kill here on Parareality Radio, let me take a few minutes and talk to you about something that totally has nothing to do with the paranormal. I'm going to talk to you about my side project, Set It Off. So this is something I've been doing about uh, three years. Um... I haven't done that many episodes lately. It's it's a 30-minute talk show where basically I just, when something pisses me off uh, or I want to express my opinion on something, I basically just do a show on it, a little 30-minute blurb. Um, I haven't done but probably just a couple of shows this year. I'm really, really like sucking on doing these shows, but there's no set schedule. I wanted it to be kind of quirky and offbeat and random. So there's no schedule for the show. There's no, like, real main topic or anything. It's just, you know, when something kind of uh, pisses me off, I just put together a quick 30-minute show, and I get on, and I and I do it. Um, so no, to answer the questions for those people that have asked me, am I not going to do the show anymore is it is it you know have i quote unquote canceled the show no i have not canceled it no i haven't stopped doing it i just haven't been that good about doing them lately this year should i say um and why is there no schedule i think i just answered that because i i wanted to keep it you know something as quirky and and fun and just you know basically completely random as I said in the little commercial there I just wanted it to be totally and completely different and something that totally has nothing to do with what this show is about so you know I'm still still doing parareality radio as you know and and I'm still doing set it off whenever I can whenever something kind of like like I said sets me off um so I hope that um, before the end of the month I'll have time to do another another episode. I'd like to do several episodes before the end of the year. I 
I usually only average about six of those shows a year. So it's not like I do a lot of these things, right? Um, but I've only done, I think, two this year. So if I'm going to do my usual six, then I'm going to have to really uh, step it up. And I got, I got to do at least two or three more um, within the next couple of months or else I'm going to really quickly run out of time. So I would like to do a couple. Um, I'd like to do at least once one this month for September and one next month for October. Maybe I can do just like one a month until the end of the year. So, yeah, for, for those of you who are Set It Off fans, um, yes, Set It Off is still alive. It may not be kicking, but it is still alive. And... I don't have any plans on moving it from Spreaker. Uh, Spreaker's where it started and is where it's going to stay, uh, at least for the foreseeable future for its time being. Um, so I'm not going to uh, do anything different with it. I'm going to keep it exactly where it has been since I started it two and a half, three years ago. It's just going to stay where its home is right there on Spreaker. And I want to thank Spreaker for uh, hosting the, the podcast versions of Periality Radio and Set It Off. Uh, I love the service you guys offer, and uh, I think it's great. So thank you. A big thank you goes out to Spreaker. So <clears throat> in case you haven't been listening, in case you kind of gave up on me whenever I... Uh, disappeared off the airways for a little bit and maybe you haven't you haven't heard about what's been going on just a little update I kind of gave you some of the first of the show but the reason that I disappeared during the course of the summer is because we had a big computer system crash in the Pure Reality Radio Studios and I have been unable to fix my computer and I'm trying as hard as I can to avoid buying something new because number one is expensive and number two I got a whole bunch of stuff on the on my current computer and I just really don't want to transfer it over because it if you've ever done that before man you know what a pain it is to do something like that man it freaking sucks royally so I kind of got frustrated. And I just threw my hands up in the air and said, screw it, I'm taking a break, I'm not doing anything. And, of course, as you can probably guess, that put me behind with uh, episodes here of Parareality Radio. So, when you're a one-man operation like this, you can't afford to take a break because you got, <laughs> you don't have a guest host like freaking George Norrie or Art Bell or anything like that, you know. So when you get behind, you really get behind, and I try to stay on schedule as much as I can, but unfortunately, sometimes life gets in the way. So, yeah, I've had that problem, and um, I got, back at the first of the year, I got I got sick, and I, I developed laryngitis, and for some reason, I can't, <clears throat> I can't shake it, and as you can tell... I don't have my normal radio quality voice, and I haven't had it for quite some time. And been to the doctor, and 
we're trying to figure out some things about what to do with my voice and it keeps coming and going and it's more going than coming and so this what was supposed to be a fantastic summer as far as you know show wise and stuff goes is really not turned out to be all that great so I don't know what to say at this point I am rambling trying to <laughs> I've got what, 17 and a half minutes left of the show and I'm at to the point now where I'm rambling trying to stretch everything out so that's where Perreality Radio stands right now a little bit off track uh, I got one more makeup show to, to go before I'm I'm back to where I'm supposed to be and uh <clears throat> Still going to try to do some makeup shows with Set It Off. So I'm behind on everything. I really need a, I really need a co-host or a producer. Jeez. Really, really badly I need a co-host or a producer. I keep saying this all the time. If you're in the Nashville area and you want to be a co-host or a producer. Not to make any money now. You're in, I'm not making a dime off of this, and neither will you. So if you're interested in producing and or co-hosting for free, you just let me know because I need some help. Actually, I don't need the help, but I would like the help. It would be great to have, have the help. So what's in store for Perialty Radio for the remainder of the year? I've I've also gotten some emails because I, once again, kind of dropped off the the radar for a couple of months i got some emails it was like hey what's going on is the show canceled are you done what's happening are you okay um so uh number one thanks for asking about me and the show and for being concerned and everything as obviously the show is continuing we are going on um so what's in store for Pair Reality Radio for the remainder of the year? Well, um, after this show, I have uh, one more makeup show to do to get me back on track. And then I will have uh, three more episodes. I'll have the October, November, and December episodes of Pair Reality Radio to, to, uh, to do. I'm going to try uh, to get one more guest in studio before the end of the year. Um, i got something I can can work on i'm not really gonna um reveal too much about that right now at this point in time but i've got some pretty interesting shows lined up for the remainder of the season and then of course uh we'll begin season 10 of Perreality radio in 2016 and i am really hoping to have a really awesome season 10 of Perreality radio i hope to get some uh old guests of the show i say old guests some guests of the show, some prior guests, uh, the more popular version of the guests, uh, come back on the show and uh, help me celebrate my 10th anniversary. God, I can't believe that that is going to be 10 years since I have been doing Perialty Radio. Um, you know, I did take a break for about two and a half years or so there and, uh, thought I was actually done and I wasn't really going to do anymore but then I just miss I missed it so much and I enjoy radio so much that uh, I decided I had to had to come back and give it one more shot so here I am again and now I'm going to be in my not consecutive but I'm going to be in my 10th season so I think that's a, that's a milestone you don't see 
very many people who are doing these types of shows do um, 10 years of it, whether it's consecutive or not. Most people who do their own internet radio show, especially one like this, they, uh, they come out hot out of the box. You know, they're just doing episode after episode, show after show, and bam, 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 and they get burnt out really quickly. And so what was they were doing a show every night, then it drops down to, you know, uh, three or four nights a week, and that drops down to a couple of nights a week, and that drops down to one night a week, and then they're doing maybe once every other week or once a month and then it gets really sporadic and they just do it whenever they can and then it just goes away and they don't make any type of announcement or anything like that. They just kind of go away and it's only been six months. You know, um, you've got to learn how to pace yourself and not get too aggressive with things. Unfortunately, with today's technology, thanks to the internet and computers, anybody can have their own television show on the internet or their own radio show on the internet. I'm perfect, uh, perfect example of that. My, my my radio program is far more popular and better than the TV show ever was. But I will have to say, when I tried my my internet television show. I tried it very much in the same way that I do this show, which was a one-man operation, and it did not work very well. Matter of fact, it was horrible. Oh, my God, it was so terrible. Um, and every once in a while, I throw up some episodes there on uh, on perreality.com. Uh, how many did I do? I think I did um, 13 episodes, I think was how many that I did 13 half hour long episodes. Um, I think I still in my, my little, as I use my air quotes again, my contract, I still owe three shows. So I still need to, I've been saying this for years. I still need to do three shows before I consider it all done, said and done. And maybe I will here in the future. I just really do not know. But, uh, Gotta get some help with that too, man. I just don't want to do just the same old, same old. If I'm gonna do the remainder of those shows, I'm gonna shoot three episodes. I want to shoot three episodes. I want to have a freaking. I want some camera people or something, you know. I wonder if I can get that. I wonder if I can call up my friend Tony Pratt, who actually does have a TV show, and see if I can use the stuff in his studio. I seriously doubt it, but I digress. So the future of Perreality Radio is still bright. I'm, it's still, you know, I'm going to go through season 10. And after season 10, I have uh, nothing beyond that planned. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not going to do a season 11 or anything. Uh, I just I just don't have anything planned past season 10. I try not to go too far out into the future because what good is that going to do, right? I mean, you you got to... Uh, you got to set your goals appropriately, and I think planning anything beyond next season is not a good idea. Uh, so will there be a season 10 for those of you who have asked? Yes, there most definitely will be a season 10. Um, I do not at this point in time have any plans to up the um, the dates of the show or anything like that. I'm, I'm not going to you know, add any more shows to what I currently do, which is one show a month. Um, 
I think um, one show, like I used to do one show every other week, I think is definitely uh, doable and appropriate, but uh, definitely I would not want to record any more than one show a week if I was to ever um, start thinking about doing something like that. Because that's one show a week, that's 52 shows a year, man. That's a lot of of stuff to do. And when you're a one-man operation, you, you have to do everything by yourself one show a week that winds up being pretty much basically taking up all of your time and let's face it I don't make money off of this thing and I still have to to feed my family here so you have to work at some point so unless somebody you know by some miracle offers me some sort of freaking contract I don't think I'm ever going to be doing one show a week at the most I would ever go back to doing would be two shows a month or once every other week, which has worked out just fine, but that actually turned out to be a lot of work and everything as well. So once again, that's that's not, I don't have anything like that plans in the future. Anyway, one show a month is working out just fine and 12 episodes a year, perfect. I don't, at this point in my life, I don't see the need to do anything uh, more than that. So that's the future of Parareality Radio. You know, I've got uh, um, four more episodes to shoot for this season, and then it's on to season 10. And uh, what's going to happen beyond season 10, I have no idea. I just don't have any plans past that. So for all you people who have asked, there you go. You now have your answer. Yes, there will be a season 10. No, I don't know what's going to happen beyond that, but there definitely is going to be a season 10, and I'm definitely going to continue on with season 9. I'm going to get back on track. Things are going to work out, and everything's going to everything's going to be fine in the end. It's just getting to the end. <laughs> it's surviving until then, you know. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be around uh, for the foreseeable future, and hopefully I will continue to gain some new listeners now that I am back on Live 365 in addition to being on Spreaker. Um, hopefully, I'll get some new listeners, get some more exposure. And I, I, I do have a couple of big things coming up, or, or I have one big thing anyway coming up. Uh, actually, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that back. I do have a couple of big things coming up before the end of the year, um, but I'm not going to uh, divulge my plans on those as I, as I usually don't because I'm, I'm too scared that if I say I'm going to do something, then it won't work out because that's that's kind of been the MO. If I get too excited and say I'm going to do something and I announce it too far out in advance, it always winds up not working. So I do have a couple of big things planned prior to the end of 2015 season, and uh, but I'm not going to tell you what those things are. As they come up, <clears throat> then we will uh then we will talk about those things and uh I'll let you know what they are what's going on so uh that about does it I have rambled on long enough and filled in as much time as I think I possibly could so that does it for this episode of Periati Radio I hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode on the Ozark Howler let me know what you thought about it by sending me an email. That's sandman at parareality.com, sandman at parareality.com, or you can just visit my website, www.parareality.com, and find out how to get in touch with me there. 
Uh, speaking of the website, purereality.com is where you can find out all kinds of information about the show. You can listen to current and past episodes of Pure Reality Radio. And if you click on the Extras tab there at the top of the homepage, you can go to where you can officially, you can join the official Pure Reality Radio forum. It's free to join. You can shop in the Pure Reality Radio store and even watch some show videos and other stuff. Don't forget to look me up on Facebook. That is Sandman.Parareality. There on Facebook, once again, it's Sandman.Parareality on Facebook. You can listen to the show there as well, and you can also find out more about what's going on in the world of Parareality. And as I said at the top of the show, I am now on Twitter. <clears throat> I lost my voice, sorry. I am now on Twitter, so you can follow me on Twitter at Parareal. Radio. I'll be tweeting out announcements like special guests and topics and other things like that. So be sure to follow at Parareal Radio on Twitter. Um, speaking of the uh, website and the uh, Parareality Radio store, um, please, if you are a fan and supporter of Parareality Radio, if you would like to help support the show, please go to parareality.com, click on the extras tab, and uh, shop in the Parareality Radio store. Um, I make no money off of the Parareality Radio store. Everything goes back into helping me produce this show. Um, and I very rarely make, no one ever shops in the store, and I very rarely make anything, uh, not even a single dime off of that thing. Um, so, um, please, if you, uh, want to support the show, go to parareality.com, click on the extras tab and shop in the parareality radio store. I've got t-shirts and hats and mugs and calendars and pajamas and all kinds of things, uh, that you can buy to show your love and support for parareality radio and help me continue to keep this show on the air. I make no money off of it. Everything would go goes right back into producing Parareality Radio. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Everyone, my next show is going to be available on Friday, September the 18th, 2015. That's my makeup show. It is the official September show. So make sure you turn on, tune in, and find out on Friday, September the 18th of 2015. I hope that this radio program opens up your mind to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and I will see you again on Friday, September 18th. Good night, everybody. We walked We smile without any style We kiss all together wrong No intention 